Hello everyone, welcome to With Millennial. I am your host hostess, Black Black Widow, Black Snow White, aka Fatima. So today's episode actually is not going to be just me, but I have my good friend Abid that will come back and we will have a very interesting conversation about double standard between men and women. And when I talk about double standard, it will be uh, talking about... um double standard and regarding their virginities, meaning sexual thing, body count, age gap, financial interest, the sugar mama, baby daddy, um, yeah, sugar mama, sugar daddy culture, and the baby daddy culture. And of course, my opinion would not be not just that, but also um, we're going to look at the part on how fair it is to have this kind of uh, reaction, especially in the 21st century, how we can change all that, what would be actually... The, the 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 real details about uh situation similar to that when if you have ever been into um you have been judged because of your preference so maybe because you are not just a preference uh you have been judged because you had too much experience you have been judged because you have too much body count not enough you you lost your virginity very late and you had to lie this kind of thing so the conversation will be more about that and of course, as usual, we're going to talk about our personal experience, uh, our own uh, anecdote, and it's possible that we're going to derail on others' uh, subject. But I just wanted to do this quick intro and say that I'm really sorry as well that um, I didn't record any episode um, in the month of March. It was pretty difficult for me to do so because I was busy with other projects. And I wanted to say also thank you to everyone listening. Even though there's uh, a few of you, I really appreciate the fact that you take the time of your day to listen to this podcast. It's very important to me. And uh, of course, I would work hard as hell to try to get uh, maybe more people with whom we're going to have a discussion. And right now with the situation that we have with the COVID and all that, um, people have noticed that after a year and also we had gained a lot of weight. So I would try to, at one point, get my trainer and have a conversation with her about uh, the benefit of working out, what is... um, the different debunk different myth about it because people are just focusing that oh yeah you need to do a specific strict diet to lose weight and this and that and that and uh that one will be also targeting a lot of women will have a very terrible stereotype and thinking about um lifting weight and thinking that you're going to be bulky and all that but you will see we'll be able to debunk that and have a very fun conversation about it but that will be a very further down episode but today like i said the conversation will be very much onto the double standard that the society have imposed to us about men and women and why uh the female sexual sexuality is so taboo and also so protected and view as something that is should be a shame if a woman embraced to have a multiple partner if you're samantha you're whole this kind of thing you know so we're going to talk about that. And if you're a man, you don't have enough uh, sexual partner, you're a wimp or something like that, which is really strange. But yeah, that will be the conversation of today's episode. And I hope you will enjoy it because I will enjoy it. And of course, I'm always excited and happy to have my friend to have this conversation with. And uh, I really, hopefully you will enjoy to listen to that and uh, learn a, uh, some things here and there and maybe share as well be able to start off the conversation and um and uh, 
be less judgmental about that. This is the thing that is very important to me. With the body count part, it's very important. The virginity, uh, being single for way too long on how people react to that because seriously, it's stupid. And uh, the age gap thing because that one is being forced into a lot of people to accept it. And I feel like it's really strange. So that will be the conversation that we will have today. And I will say, I will talk to you in a couple of minutes. Well, not talk to you, but you will hear us. And of course, my friend Abid is back. We're going to be able to have this dope conversation as we always do. And uh, yeah, it was going to be a teachable moment and I'm really excited about it. So thank you for listening. You there? Hey. Yo, what's up? Oh my God. I haven't heard that voice in a while. (laughs) Right? How are you? Good, good. Man, what you been up to? Uh, Well, not much. Writing, uh, doing YouTube videos, stuff like that. And you, how was your vacation in Morocco? Oh, that's a funny story about that. Oh, yeah. So, originally, I thought I was going to get married, right? I thought. That's that was the plan, you know, meet the person, you know, uh-huh. get the stuff right. But then it turns out like at the last minute, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, the sort of the same thing sort of happens again. Um, he decides she's like, "Yo, Canada's very far away. Uh, I don't know if I want to do this." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" You probably could have told me that before I came here. And what the heck? Now she's just texting me all this weird stuff about how she's depressed and blah blah. blah. And I'm like, "What am I supposed to do here?" And like, uh, that. I'll, I'll, I can send it to you. Is this being recorded right now? Uh, okay, like I, I don't need to yeah. talk talk about it on the podcast, but like <laughs> this is no, uh, already like recording, so it's fine. If you're comfortable with that, we can talk about it. If you're no, not, no, no. Comfortable. it's same podcast material, but I'll talk to you about it after because it's like okay, it's, okay, it's crazy. I need you. I need your insight because you know when women are crazy. I know. It, 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 Kind of ruins your life, and then I it, think yeah, people in general are crazy. Not just I don't think it's a gender thing. It's just people in general are crazy, and nowadays even worse than before. No. Yeah. 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 So, God damn it! What are so you? All of that <laughs> but anyways, to, to cut it long story short, uh, yeah, I'm back to uh, single life. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. That's not a fun thing, yo. Yeah, exactly. What can you do? Hey, it happens. Yeah. So I had like a very interesting subject, I think. Not just one, but a couple of interesting subjects that I was thinking about for this episode. Um, it's about like double standard on both gender. And I need also your opinion on that because for the longest time I was just like, wait a second, this is not fair. How come we have to deal with that? And guys have either a pass or also have a hard time with that. Like, for example, when a woman uh, or a girl is uh, uh, is losing her virginity too early, it's kind of like, oh, my God, she's a whore. Uh, uh, and if the guy decides to hold on and say that, you know what, I want to do that until I get married, people uh, make fun of them. And also talking about body count, because that's uh, a big topic for me. It's really important to talk about the body count stuff. And uh, yeah, we, we, we could definitely. This is actually a fun topic to talk about. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm down. I'm down for this. this cool. And also the age gap thing, the sugar daddy, sugar mama culture, this kind of shit that we have right now. So that's the subject that I really want to talk about because it's still like 
even though we're in the 21st century, it really feels like uh, the gender bias is still very persistent. Especially when it's come about sex. Uh, for uh, uh, do, When I'm talking about like, uh, by, uh, kind of stuff is about like, cisgender, straight people, this kind of uh, bias exists still. Like, like I was saying, the first subject is about virginity. And I remember that uh, a lot of my female friends will lie that they lost their virginity like at 16, 17, like, the, you know, the average age. But others, uh, they were like losing that way before, but they were too ashamed to say that they lost it uh, at 14 or maybe 15, something like that. They were like, oh, no, I, I lost really late. And I don't know why it was something seen as shameful if you lose it uh, early, especially for a girl. But for guys, I noticed that it's the other way around. If you stay virgin for way too long, people will start to make fun of you. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's, it's the truth. Yeah, uh, but it's in, not okay <laughs> to do that. I know, I, in, no, but I mean, in what world? Um, I didn't realize six, four, 13, four, 13 and 14 was the average age. I feel like it's 18 or 19. I don't know. Oh no! Oh no! It's earlier than that, man. Really? The number? Oh, oh yeah, it's way earlier than that. But, but the thing is, I, I'm not talking averages. Like, I feel like it was right around grade eleven, grade twelve, like seventeen. The most people. I didn't see people. Yeah. Maybe just. I didn't realize people were losing it at thirteen. Really? Oh yeah, there's Lo some uh, losing at thirteen. It's just insane how it goes and also nowadays it got even worse with all those things that's going on with internet people uh, 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 finding a way to build up plan to meet with each other and have sex I, mm. I, I, I made some research and I was shocked and it's like wow this this Gen Z they're insane though they, they are, they are on, on another level because what we were going through it was like 16, 17 like you were saying but a lot of what I was seeing as well for the research I did a lot of media that they had sex earlier, but also the problem was they don't have the experience or they're not talking about it with their family. And it's a very taboo subject, which is ridiculous because we should make everybody comfortable with their body and understand the risk of all that. Because I noticed that the less you know, the more you're going to be curious to do it. That's my observation, but it's not always true for everybody. Some people will be that. The less you know, the more you're going to uh, try to just um, figure out yourself. And after that, you will end up either four girls pregnant or with some crazy ass STDs. So. Okay, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I, I, wanna, I want you to hear this take on it, right? Because, okay. I mean, I mean the, the answer I have for you is pretty much the standard... Uh, reason why they they do that in the first place um, i mean it's women a woman's vir, a woman's virginity in society step will always be more valuable than the man's but why because uh women are the because you know men have a million sperm and women only have a limited egg so it's yeah like but still why the, the purity it's because because uh that's a good know, how do I describe this? Like, um, the woman is the one who gets pregnant, right? 
Yeah, so but theory, for that part, see, also that's a, that's a, there's a problem for me with that. The person that we should be uh, maybe uh, giving the abstinence kind of shit should be the guy because when the girl is pregnant, she's almost pregnant for a year. So how is she going to get able so to have a different the, 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 logic is, the logic is with that, that um, since the guy has a million sperm and the the men more than that actually biologically but biologically are supposed to spread their seed that's what's considered successful by nature the women have the obligation to be um selective with who they bring in so the logic is the lo so the logic is if she loses her virginity early she clearly was not selective well yeah. i i feel also as well that the the part of uh, putting that virtue is trying to put a woman uh, sexuality and also herself as a, just the object that the men value because that was decided by the men's society, right? It's more for the main gaze. So to me, it doesn't give any more uh, uh, anything, uh, any excuse for this kind of thing because how we just uh, interpret that is just that the man is supposed to be we uh, or that the animal fuck everybody, and also give his seat to any vagina that he sees. But the woman well, has mean, to be... My, thing is the humans have, my, my opinion is the humans have morality, so I personally, people are going to disagree with this, because I think people, both people should be waiting until way longer, or at the very mm -hmm. least, forget, forget religion. If you're not going to wait, if you don't need to value religion. At least, you know, um, be when you're, like, mentally ready to yeah. accept the risks that come with these activities. Not on the pressure. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I can't imagine like when I, when I was 13 years old, like I barely knew how any of my stuff would work. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine that someone would be mentally able to fully well, take on the risks that come with that activity. Like that I said, age. nowadays we have access to a lot of things really easy. Pornhub is like very much like uh, just... On your phone, you have Pornhub. It's free. You go and you see that, and that's how the action goes. But but don't you think it's a problem that kids are looking at porn? What? Don't you think it's a problem that kids are looking at porn? Kids shouldn't be looking at porn. It is a problem, but get why I, I am saying that, yeah, people have, they have access to those things. It's just because, first of all, they don't have that clear communication with their parents because we always, I, I understand that we want to keep the kid uh, um, innocence as long as possible, but it's not yeah. good as well also to suppress information that will be valuable and also give them the option to not fall under pressure. I will take example with uh, my mom and I. Uh, she was always have been open with me when it come about sex and understanding my body and all that and understanding the consequences that will come with it, with the act itself and see how I have to pro protect myself. And in my group of friends, I was the only one who didn't feel like I had the pressure to have sex with a guy for anything because I understood what would be the different outcomes. And also the fact that I had the knowledge given by my parents someone that I trust is also her way to, uh, to say that I trust you to, uh, to be able to make a right judgment and not just fall for it just because. 
your body change you have to understand that but you cannot just to fall for the, the the case of oh yeah everybody doing it i'm have i have to do it or it's just to show the a lack of communication with your family as well because the first step of education for this kind of things had to start at home but we put that also at at school is the teacher job actually to do your job as a parent raising your kid everything and also when the word sex come out i noticed that this is very much pre- predominant in this continent that is so taboo it's insane you have to educate your kids so then they're not going there in the wilderness and do stupid stuff and go watch porn and porn is not the place you should be learning about sex in general I know, but that's insane. what i'm saying it no, shouldn't but like, be that. no but they shouldn't make it Except, like it shouldn't that shouldn't be the norm of all I mean, you know here's, yeah, a, here's like, the thing like you're saying that this is the normal what people are going to do to look at it like 50 what? years ago 100 years ago no one thought hey my kids are going to look at some weird porn and then they're going to lose their virginity at 12 years old so i mean when you say that argument it's uh it's just think, an example that I take. I'm not no, saying that no, yes, no, but i mean like i mean like our society is going down a path of degeneracy like I heard this story about in Toronto, like a couple mm-hmm. years ago, that there was a school that's like, we want to keep kids safe. And they were teaching fourth graders and third graders about like giving blowjobs. I'm like, why, why should someone that need to know about a blowjob? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I could be a little bit conservative here. I'm not going to, we might disagree on this, but I, I feel like. The school teaches about blowjob or the risk that you can no, the, have. The school, the, the school teaches like the safe, safety. But I mean, don't you think that like I feel like sex is getting too open? Like people should, the people kept it more covered up, and people mm-hmm. even was less open. Then maybe kids would be more protected. Like, like yes. I feel like I mean I mean if you if you average it out, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this every country is perfect, especially Muslim countries, but yeah. I think in like if you go in a hardcore like Sharia law country, there's mm-hmm. probably less kids doing this stuff because they just re- repress it. So much and in a way i yeah. think it's good people uh don't get put all this stuff out there because we should have shame innate into our brains and like have a sense of modesty and i think that uh you know we should have these and i'm not saying people have to do whatever they want they don't need to follow islam they don't need to follow christianity they don't need to follow whatever religion but you know at least have a sense of okay there's a time and place for this mm-hmm. and if I'm freaking 12 years old, I clearly am not mentally very able to like bear the responsibility of what these activities come with. So, I mean, I think it start. I think porn is, is a leading factor into it. I think oh, it, yeah, it, it no, leads no, no. to it. When I was taking the example for porn, I was saying that, well, because they don't have the right education, they will just go to the, the easiest okay, way. So right okay, now, what is, the, what is the right education? The right education, I would say, is conversation with your parents, where they will explain to you everything, uh, what uh, is going on, like when you have sex and all that. But also, even having that conversation, advocate for abstinence, waiting, being patient, yeah. this kind of thing. Because when you talk about it at your home and say that, 
look, I feel like there's something going on weird with my body and your parents is just shutting it down. What are you going to find a, uh, someone to listen to you if at home nobody listening to you? I know I'm, that it's kind of like misconstrued the way I explained that, but it's just to me, I'm just I, going to experience that. My, my mom refused to talk about it completely, like entirely. And like oh, whenever yeah? you brought it up when I was like, I think I was maybe 10, 11 years old. Yeah. She's like, uh, ask your teachers, read a textbook. And then the school itself, well, what do they teach you in like high school if you're a junior high? I was in grade seven, you know, they show you a diagram of what a vagina is, what a penis is. And they say, you know, this is what causes childbirth. But it, you it, see, that's, yeah. that's also the problem that I have with that. It's just that putting all the responsibility, the burden have to go to the teacher. But you, you also a parent, you went there. So when your kids start to ask you stuff like that, you can either say, uh, I can find someone who can answer that question for you, or I can uh, I can do it myself. Because putting down the, a teacher for me, the school will have just to tell you how biology uh, biology works. But yeah. for the side where it's um, a little bit more complex with uh, the consent, this kind of thing, that conversation have to happen at home as well, not just a school. But the point for this part with the virginity part is because it seems like. It's a badge of honor for a guy to lose it. For a girl, it's shameful. That's the two things that I am very much, um, I would say, annoyed with. Because a lot of my guy friends, when I was in high school, all of them were like, yeah, I just like lost my virginity. They were like, yeah, woo, you're a man. All that. A girl say the same thing. They're the same age. It's a shame. It's like you should wait until you're 20. But if it was the case, no guys in this planet will have sex. That's as simple as that. Well, no, but I, I think, I personally think neither of them should be proud of it. But I mean, the thing is, it's 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 a, it's a standard like idea of, of people. Um, men are the hunters. Women are the nurturers, right? So if you're hunting, in many ways, the act of like, having sex for a man is like conquering something so it's like he marked your territory but so that's just... very much like too uh much into a box a kind of structure to think but nowadays yeah. what i would like is just that not shaming people because they have or they choose to have or not have sex i mean i would not just to go around there if you do tell me oh yeah i'd rather keep myself until marriage i don't want to just to point i don't want people just to have the reaction of point out, uh, the finger at him and just laugh and just like oh my god you're a loser why no that's personal choice it's just that now we are in a society that is so sexualized i feel like we want to just to put that pressure that all men have to have sex at a certain point if a guy nowadays he's over 17 and he's still a virgin, people would just make fun of him for no reason. But yeah, if it's I mean, a girl, I mean, it's like a virgin. is not bad. I mean, I'm 29. I mean, I'm just, I'm another level. I mean, people act me like I'm weird, but at a certain point, it's you, you dictate your values. And I knew from a young age that these yeah. are the values I wanted to. I mean, it's, I don't think, I'm not going to brag. Like, I've had many opportunities. If I really wanted to, it, it would have been long, oh, yeah. long. Like, it's not, I don't feel sex itself, like, the act of doing it mm -hmm. is uh, necessarily, like, something uh, that eat hard to do. And I feel like there's many women that I personally know, they would probably give it up for, like, a cheeseburger. <laughs> so, I mean, I just think that if you want to do it, great. But if you don't, um, it's, 
doesn't matter either way. They, like the, the act itself is not like it's not it's, it's not something that should be that should be looked at as something that you're conquering, like an accomplishment. It yeah. should be a goal. I don't think yeah. sex in itself is a goal. It's, no, it should uh, not. It should be something where you connect with your partner, this kind of thing. And yeah, it's, an, uh, it's, it's, it's a human act, but it's not. It's not a goal itself. It's, a, it's simply an yeah. act people do if they want to consent to do it, which exactly. they shouldn't be shamed for doing it. But it's. I don't think it should be an accomplishment, person. Yeah, and I don't think also it should be a shame if you don't want to do it. Those are the two things that I wanted just to bring up there. It's like also when uh, some uh, people after a certain time, even though they they had already had sex, and they decide to go again to celib- uh, celibacy. It's almost, especially on the dating world, it's weird because uh, either you will see situation where you will see women being pressured to have sex with a guy that they went on two, three dates, just because they just say the word that I want. I, I decide to be celibate. And then in uh, in the guy, I'm not a general, uh, put that on every guy, but in the guy mind, it will be like, mm, she decided to be celibate. And she said that she wants to connect with some someone. And also same thing for the guy. It's just that some others, they will see that as a challenge and say, oh, I can make you do that. It's ridiculous. Instead of, no, I respect oh, I you. Know, I, know, I know some people that they won't, if you don't have sex in the first like two dates, they leave you. I know one guy oh. who says he dates a girl and they become boy. If, 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 if he doesn't have sex in the first two weeks, he goes away. I mean, I think some people, you have to really determine what your values are. I will yeah. say though, like, for it, it's innate with human guys that there's like a conquering aspect to it. Like you want to accomplish yeah. something. And if you, I've just seen it with a lot of people. If you give it up as a woman way too quickly, there's going to be, be a certain level of like they lost respect for you. Or they just mm-hmm. lost interest, so it's yeah. almost better for women. Whether or not you want to like wait till marriage, or not, not I understand most people aren't in that category. But I mean, if you mm-hmm. want to at least make it the person work for it, at least so that because right now we live in a world where everything is so casual, right? So at the very yeah. least, how do you know someone is going to be there long term if exactly. they can't even wait? If they can't even wait like three months. Have you heard uh, the the three dates rule? What's the three dates rule? That was uh, that was a thing for a moment where a woman uh, would go on a date with a guy and say that she will wait until three dates before sleeping with him. Others have the rule of three months. It, it just varies, but most of the time it's always the three uh, dates and the three months. Um, yeah. Three dates seems a little was, short. But the thing is. My my point of view here will sound very much until like I'm a whore, but it's okay. That's me. I don't care. But my thing is, if you feel like you wanted to have sex with that person that you're going to date, either if it's the first one or the fifth, the seventeen, I don't care. If you feel that connection and you want to go for it, go for it. Don't limit yourself with oh, I have to hold off like for two more dates because otherwise he would just leave me there. Well, no, like here, but, here's the thing. If two people want to do it, I mean, it's nothing business. But the simple exactly. fact is, like, how the way guys think, like, I just feel that uh, if a guy really wants to be with you long term, mm-hmm. he's not going to mind the aspect of waiting. So it's not like you are, uh, you're really losing anything. That's true. Waiting. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you. If two people want it, I mean, at the end of the day, where everyone's consenting adults here, it's like, do it, right? do what you want to do. 
But I feel I just personally think that if someone, if you, at, at the end of the day, most people here are looking for long-term intimate connections, unless you want to hook up and you know what you're going in for. But if you're seeking mm-hmm. something long-term, just know that if someone actually cares about you, they're going to be there a month down the line, two months down the That's line, true. if they actually yeah. are interested. And also there's a that uh, right now a lot of people are keeping talking about it. I don't know why, but they are talking about the soul type thing where you have sex with someone and you're connected with them. It's kind of like you exchange some element of your soul with them. This kind of thing is like right now they are talking a lot about it. And it's almost to me, the first time I heard about the soul type, I was like, it sounds like you saying, yeah, your vagina or your dick is haunted or something. <laughs> you know? no, no, I mean, but like the sex itself is a very intimate act. And I mean, you, yeah. do, you do pass like hormones and genes between each other. And like even the act of kissing itself, like when it's someone's okay. saliva enters your mouth, like dopamine and serotonin like go off in your brain and that forms like bonding emotions. So that's why, that's why prostitutes don't kiss because, yeah, because they don't want to be form attachment to their clients. So yeah, because uh, you know that that's also something that is deeper than just an act of uh, saying that uh, that's your way to express that you want the person is deeper than that. This is just like you said, it's changing a lot of DNA information. You have someone else genes get coming into your body. You exchange those fluid, and it's a way as well that a part of you gonna stay with them a little bit. And the part of them going to stay with you as well. So those things with the soul tie now, it just make people a little bit more cautious about it. And um, it's, it's actually something that I feel like people have to value this themselves first before going in any act actually that is either sexual or whatever. Because I see, I, it looked like, especially in 2021, People how low their standards so bad. It's really sad. You know, um, I I'm gonna talk about this thing also after that off the the, the podcast, but uh just quickly to say, I went to uh, this dating app called Hinge and I was yeah, like everyone says Hinge everyone says Hinge is good. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I heard good well, things. I like I like the fact that it's not overwhelming as Tender is because Tender, as soon that you start, there's like way too much going on. And Hinge, you have still the time to, when you have someone to look at, you still have the time to analyze uh, the picture and also what they say about themselves. It's up to you. If you like uh, uh, the code that they use, you like it and it match, you can start a conversation. It's, it's, it's very more organic. And you don't have to go through a hundred people a day to swipe left or right or whatever. The The pool is a little bit smaller. They will just make sure that is the type of people that you have selected and the group age, all that. And uh, for the interest is just also make you discover more about the person instead of just he's hot, he's not hot, douchebag, not uh, this that 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 kind of information that is pretty interesting i like the way it uh, visually it shows but to me it's still uh come back to the same thing as tender or the website you know, you know, because, like bumble, at least bumble you know the woman has to make the first move and then i have tried bumble once and it suck i hate it well i i i feel, I feel like a lot of people use bumble yeah, but I, I'm not a fan of Bumble. It's not something that I would just go for. It's not my thing at all. Have you heard of, have I, I'm you old-fashioned on that part. 
I am very much old-fashioned. It means that to me, even though we're on 21st century, I don't care if a woman says, it's not feminist, it's patriarchy, I don't give a shit. To me, a man is the one who have to, uh, uh, I would say, do the courtship. You know, both of you, you can flirt, right? I mean, but I mean, just by making the first move, the guy is still very much still courting. But it's just well, like, no, I think the logic is like, um, here, here's the thing that why I think comparatively Bumble is a little better. Because, you know, the reality is women, if you go by Tinder, guys swipe right on everything. So it's a, it's a quantity oh, yeah. over quality game, right? I know. So women are bombarded with messages from every guy. So you can't, they can't filter through who they actually want to talk to. So I think at actually- least when, when a woman says, makes the first move, it at least initiate gives the blood to um, form an actual like conversation because the guy at least knows okay this person at least wants to have a conversation with me and it could go somewhere. Yeah, well, that's not my thing. Bumble's not my thing. I like when the guy also the, is the first one to engage. I like that because no, sometimes- I, like, I don't mind. I don't mind making the first move. I, I personally I enjoy it. Like I like making a like pickup line or saying something stupid or like. No, not please don't ever use speaker like that. Suck. But some girls are sucker for it, so maybe go for it. I don't know. I, don't, I just I, I make jokes. Like I, my thing is like I'll, I'll, I'll I act the same way I act with anyone. Like I'll say something, find make a funny observation, make something. Or I don't know. It, I, it's hit or miss. Someone either I I'm kind of like polarized. You're either gonna hate me or you're gonna like like. Yeah. But that that's pretty much how it is. Uh, I don't know. Have you heard of Coffee Meets Bagel? It's the one where they're like, they only give you one match for 24 hours. Like they analyze who you'd like. And then if you both match, you only have 24 hours to talk to each other. But it's like you get one match per day. And the app determines. I mean, it's a cool concept because it's all about quantity over quality. Yeah. And and they're like, this person will be good for you. I understand why they have built up this kind of thing because for a long time, people complain too much and say that there's too much. And they cannot handle it, but it depends. Also, I don't feel like it's just there's too much. It's how you value yourself and how you put yourself on the market. That's how I see that. Because me, I I, I know people who, uh, who listen to this will be like, she's petty. I don't give a shit. I know that I am I am a good looking woman. I know that I attract guys. I know, but I have my standard at a certain point where I'm just like, uh. I know exactly what I want and I know exactly what I don't want. A lot of the guys just did. Sometimes they will take it, uh, uh, they will be salty because I'm just like, you're not my type. I, I'm going to be blunt with them, but they don't appreciate that. But after that, they will just go to other girls and say, oh, they're crazy. I I had the case where uh, the guy was like, um, yeah, so I went to the da- a date with that girl. She lied to me and all that. I was like, that's weird. And also uh, the picture that she used wasn't her. I was like, dude, you got catfish. That's awful. It's like, yeah. And he also thought that I would catfish him, that my picture was not me on my profile. Man, like, I was like, here's the thing, though. Like, because uh, you're getting, you're how old? You're like 33 now, 32? 33. 33, like, do you feel like at a certain point you're like, oh, man, I have a, I have my biological clock. I got to no. stop being so selective. Like, I remember I was having, we have a mutual friend. Like, I, I it was a long time ago. I think, I think I was talking to Michelle, right? And yeah. she's like, oh, Fatima is going to have to stop being so picky because if people who are so picky just end up alone. And then I'm like, well, she's at the end of the day, 
yeah, she, but she was like, but I was like, at the end of the day, you know, if you, if you're not picky, you're going to get, you're going to end up with someone you don't like. So yeah. then are you going to be happy anyways? That's the thing. So for me, I want to be with someone that I want to see a lifetime with, not just a couple months or a year. That's why I am very much selective with the people that I'm dating or not dating. So her, at the time, her opinion would hurt me, but now I don't give a damn. I reach a point in my life where I just like, so what? I am the one living in my skin, even though I am by myself. So what? I am the one living in that skin. I don't need uh, to, to, you know, to have this kind of like a type A kind of situation where I have to have a boyfriend. So then everybody will shut up. Even people in my family, we had the, this conversation a lot of time where we were like, well, my standards are too high, this kind of thing. The only th person that needs to be satisfied with whatever is the decision is me. I am not going to settle just to make people shut up. I, I mean, am that, not that's fair. But, but here's, here's the thing, though. Like, mm. there's more than one aspect to, like, finding a match, right? It's not just physical att attractiveness. It's, like, yeah. mental and emotional and someone who can hold a conversation. And exactly. You think perhaps that some people or, like, maybe all of us in general, we put such an emphasis on what we want physically that we don't mm. open up to someone that could be a great match emotionally and mentally because we have that barrier and they don't check. Cause I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking myself, like I've been with a, quite a few people, mm -hmm. some good, some bad. And like, some I, sort of viewed it, I, I sort of viewed it like, yeah, maybe a lot. Most of the girls, they didn't check off every single box I wanted. But mm -hmm. I was like, which, what person necessarily checks off every box? And you can always find good and bad in every situation. So exactly. it's about finding someone you're willing to work with. I mean, I think but we can, I'm not perfect. How can I expect other people to be perfect? You know, that's my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know that I'm not perfect, but what I want is just someone that will going to meet my requirement 95% and I meet theirs 95%. Because 50-50 is not good. It's not enough. Because it means that one every, uh, one day every two days you're gonna hate that person because there's something that you hate about them you at least no 95 is a lot i would say 75 percent. if you have that that they they meet or oh, 75 percent of your your uh, expectation or the type of uh behavior that they have to have or the quality that they have to have that's good but it's under that no no, no. no that's fair and i know if 75 is good because i mean you have, they have yeah. to check off most of the boxes and yeah. I mean, let's be real. Like, if you're not, I'm gonna be honest. There's a human. There's a human attractive. It's, it's very simple biology. If you're yeah. not attractive to the person, I mean, every other aspect is gonna come out. Like, it's uh, Negative. it's not gonna be a fulfilling relationship, and like that person's gonna end up getting hurt. Exactly. You're gonna, because you're eventually gonna lose. Uh, like your eyes are gonna wander, and you're gonna say, "Well, why I felt pressure to be with this person." And I yeah. wasted their time. Now, now you feel bad because you gave the person false hope. See, that's so. why I I find uh, the fact that a lot of people see, say that, oh, yeah, it's being shallow if you are not attracted to the guy or whatever. But the truth is, like you just said, exactly that. If you don't find him attractive at a certain point, and uh, there will be other uh, uh, negative stuff that you saw uh, about them that will just show off. And you will be just like, after that, you will wonder uh, to find someone else and some uh, someone that maybe match more the 75% uh, the that you want. 
and not yeah. just uh, stuck with like whatever. But here's a question: like, there's levels to attraction. Like, you'll meet some, like, you'll see someone, like, mm -hmm. you'll have something that you think is the most attractive person you've ever seen in your life, and okay, that that's great. But just because someone you find someone that attractive doesn't mean that they're a suitable like partner for you, right? So yeah. is it like do you have like levels to attraction? Be like, I have to find this person super attractive, or is it oh. enough that you could be like, I find this person relative attractive, and uh, it's enough my, that I could. Be my logic is really stupid and basic. That's I'm very much straightforward with that. I I actually uh, talked about it in another episode of the, uh, my podcast. If I see a guy and I picture myself saying that I'm going to sit on his face, meaning that I wanted to have sex with him. That's how I just lean with my attraction. If there's something there, that is there's cute, not like, like, there's not like a number to it. Like there's not like you could see the guy in your head and be like, this is a nine out of 10. This is an eight out of 10. This is like an 8.5. This is a seven. That's what I'm talking about sitting on their face. <laughs> God. Maybe someone is a, not the most attractive person, but you still want to sit on their face. No. If they're not attractive to me, I would not want to sit on their face. That's know, how, how attractive do they have to be? Like, you can't tell me that you see someone and be like, each person is equally as attractive. Like, every partner you met, did you, were there ones you found more attractive than others? Yeah, there would be that. But the level of, I will always go with, oh my God, I, I really sound terrible saying that. I will go with level of what I would want to do with them if we are intimate. Okay, let, let, let me ask you something. Yeah. Have you had, have you, have you ever been intimate with someone you didn't find attractive? Yeah. And why so, did you, and why did you get intimate with that person even though you didn't find them attractive? I was lowering my standard. That's why. Okay. At the time, I was just like, uh, I, I caved on the pressure and I was lowering my standard. And I, I, I was just like, okay, I'm going to try it. And it happened. It was absolutely a deception. And I was, it seems like my own guts were telling me, no, that wasn't right. And I was right. Did it only happen one time or did you keep seeing the guy or was it like, okay, I'm done? Oh, no, this. it happened one time. What I mean by that is just that I was dating that guy for a little bit for a couple months, but I really feel, I felt like I was just forcing myself to be with him. And there were a point that where I was like, I'm done. No, it's not working for me. Three months of my life, I would never get back. Did you tell him he's ugly or did you just be like, sorry, uh, it's not working out or you just didn't like. Oh, um, no, that so was pretty nice to say sorry. This guy who had like a whole girlfriend. I was the side chick. I didn't know and uh, about to have a baby on the way. So I don't, you don't. You don't find the guy attractive yet. You ended up being a side chick. Hey, I didn't know that I became a side chick. I did not know. Because so I, met him, I met him on a daily side and I thought that he was like kind of okay, not like super hot. And also he wasn't my type. He was blonde, which is really not my type. I'm into like dark hair dudes and all that. And uh, yeah, I was just like, well, I'm going to talk to him, see how it goes. And I'll, I kind of like his personality, but there was some stuff about him that sometimes he would just piss me off what he would say and how he would react. It would just annoy me even on date. But I was in my mind, well, I got to just to be, um, you know, give it a chance. I was really... When he said, when he said, when he said annoy you, because I know you're very opinionated, 
Like, did he start like talking politics or start talking women? Like, remember that time we had like that barbecue? Mm-hmm. Like, it was Canada Day, right? And then oh, there was that Kenyan, Kenyan dude just started talking about like women shouldn't be women shouldn't be working and stuff like that. He started me, and then you were yeah, just like, uh, uh, when you you have to reach a uh, you reach a certain mm-hmm. age, you should uh, start to think you have babies, the kind of shit. Yeah, I remember that asshole. Uh, no, uh, the thing that would just annoy me about him was just that his obsession with what he was doing. I, I understand that the guy wants to talk about what he's doing. He's proud of it. That's great. But also he was very cocky about it. I like when the guy is humble, but not to, uh, to a point where it's kind of like a shame of what he's doing. But for him, there were a moment, even though, um, he would not show that he wanted to know a little bit more about me. I'm kind of like trying to have a common point and say that, oh, yeah, you and I, we like this, this, this. Everything was just his interest. Nothing else. Narcissistic, very... He didn't, he didn't ask you any questions or anything? Like, isn't that like, I no. feel like that's how conversation works. He, he was not asking me questions. When we were face-to-face, he was not asking me any questions. When we were first talking on uh, the, the POF website, because I was on Plenty of Fish, he was asking some questions, but after that, even the time for me to answer, he was already on something else. I was just like, whoa, that's a lot. Chill. This kind of thing. So did you think you had any chemistry with him, or were you just like, I don't care, whatever, let me just go on the date, because why not? Uh, I was in the point where, seriously, I was just saying, I don't care. I, 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 I maybe, no, in my mind at the time, because that was the time that when I moved in Alberta, first a couple of months before meeting you all you guys and i was just really insecure because i was out of a relationship with a guy that i liked back in quebec and uh, um after a moment i was just like well it's time for me to move on i was fine with the the part of moving on it's just that to me i was just well it will help me uh build up like my 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 friend group or anything here in alberta like establish a, a new life so I was giving myself this kind of opportunity and say that maybe I should I should be less strict and maybe low my standard. As soon as I did it, it fucked up. And then I was like, why? For once. And that was way before I meet you all you guys. So that so one So it's basically a mix of like you want somebody, but you're also lonely because you're taken out of your element and now I you're yeah. now you have a friend group. So you're like, at least I should have some type of yeah. social interaction. Yeah. I think at the time it's more. It was more about my loneliness, were like uh, eating me alive, and then I I couldn't handle it. So that's why I was like, well, whatever. First thing happening, but now, even though I am alone, I don't feel lonely because you the can. Still- you, have way, you have a way bigger friend group now than you did like at that time, though. At that time, after that, I was just like, oh. After that, I was able to be like, okay, I am integrate, uh, I am uh, adapting into this new place. Uh, the people different, all that, and then my focus was taken off of dating because I wasn't focusing on that anymore. And you feel like in that time, you've sort of learned who you are, and you sort of like know what you want better. And like, yeah, you I was, probably have uh, had, you probably have a higher self esteem than you did back then, right? So you know oh, yourself no, more. I have a higher esteem of myself than I had back then because I wasn't seeing a lot of things that I see in myself right now. Uh, my confidence uh, wasn't uh, there uh, as much. And also for me, at the time when I, I, I arrived here, I was more into, I have um, 
a responsibility with my family because I was the one that was helping financially. And my mindset was not on to just uh, uh, figure out what's uh, mentally uh, make me struggle with this kind of situation. So I would just like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to leave and let life happen and all that and meet other people. And everything after that, it was a way for me to build myself again and just to rediscover who I was because when my friend from Quebec came to visit me here in Alberta, I was just like, she was like, you had changed because before that you were like, oh, good, happy. I was like, yeah, but imagine you are like close to be 30 and you go live back with your parents. It's something that for me, I was like so happy being independent and have my own place that it became uh, a problem for me, actually. And I realized that after that leaving with my parents will make me feeling like I was setting back and getting back to be a child instead of a woman being independent and having the fun that she was supposed to have. And of course, at the time, I was also thinking, oh my God, I am over 25. I didn't meet the guy that I was supposed to have a family kid with. You know, I was still with that mind mindset until I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'll be 30, no kids, no husband. That's fine because right now it, life is a shit show. So all that was like part of it. No, but our, when I first met you, it was like 2015, so five years ago. So you're that like, I still, want to, get, I still want to get married, have a kid. I don't, are your priorities still the same that they were back then or... Is it your goals have changed now or you see it differently or how, what's it, what's it like? Well, now I, I try to not put a time uh, line on it, like a specific timeline, you know, I just go with the flow. If it do, you happens, think bio, do you think biologically, regardless, you do have a timeline though? Because realistically, no. once you hit thir past 35, I mean, the idea of having children, I mean, if you're talking about like naturally, Become concept becomes much harder. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, but I don't care. I'm cool with that. And by the way, we totally diverge of the subjects. Oh my god! No, yeah, okay. I mean, what, what's the main body count, or what, what were we yeah. talking about? I want to talk about the body count thingy because that one too have been a big. We've hit, we've hit, we've hit, the, we've hit the people who have low body counts, high body counts. I mean, it's. I guess we could say it's, you could call it toxic masculinity, or we could just, it just societal standards for men are different than women. You know, they say, oh, yeah. People will but say, men, I've heard, I've heard the saying, well, a lot of people have said, um, a key that opens many doors is a very valuable key. Yeah. A door that opens for any key, a door that opens for any key is not a very good door. So exactly. the idea is the women are the doors and the men are the keys. But so, I want the man to be a good doe. I don't want him to be a slut. People no, have I, 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 personally, I personally think no one should be a slut. But yeah. it, it's the um, it, that's how that's a societal standard that we put ourselves. You think in. it's again putting the uh, 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 the woman as a, that very fragile thing that cannot yeah. uh, defend themselves. Some women, like I said, I, I told you many times, maybe they don't want to have anything serious. They don't want to be married. They don't want to have kids. They want to be Samantha in Sex and the City and just have sex with whoever they want. And no, no, no. I mean, I, I'm saying people can do what they want, but those standards are not going to change anyways. Yeah, so it's I, kind of like those are ingrained into what people do. So that's you can't really ignore that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
I wanted to know your opinion on age gap between men and women. When a man is like 75 and he's married to a 20 and I mean, uh, when, I mean, oh, maybe the woman is 50 and dating a 30 Yo. No, I mean, if someone has that much of an age gap and it's a man, I mean, people obviously know what each of them are getting out of it. I mean, clearly the woman's not going to be attracted to a, seven, a guy who's 55 years older than her. But as long as they both know why they're there, I mean, people are going to do whatever they want. Like, but I, I have the impression that people I, I, celebrate more that than anything. I don't, I, don't hate, I don't even hate gold diggers because if, if it's so obvious... Clearly, the guy knows he's getting used, but he doesn't care. So, I mean, is there anything really wrong with it? I, I don't know. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, people, people, everyone's opportunistic to a certain extent. And if, some, if, two, if someone wants to, like, take advantage of their opportunities, uh, why not? Why not? I guess. I don't know. You say why not like that, but when you reverse the age, it's also, uh, people will see that as something gross. So it's like, oh, my God, no. she's if the woman is very old, I mean, people are going to assume the same thing that the guy wants to come up. And yeah. if someone wants to come up, and if someone wants to come up, I mean, that's that's fair too. I think people well, should have the right to do that. But I think inevitably you should expect uh, that after a certain point of time, mm-hmm. there's not you can't treat. Uh, people are going to be people are going to look at you in different ways and like and like i think anyone can connect with anybody right but the reality is if someone is significantly older than you i don't think you can connect with them in the same way that you can connect with someone your own age because it's about maturity it's life experience it's all that so how can i've met people i've met 55 year olds 60 year olds that i think are the great but the reality is I'm in a completely different stage of my life. So oh, yeah. when I talk to them, how can I, how can I talk to them as equals when the fact is they've lived, they've had much more different experiences than me. They've had much more experience. You know, I can't, ta- I can't be an equal with a 60 year old. I mean, yeah, we, more than me. likely, I, whether, I, whether I respect and I'm not hating on it. Like I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not an ageist. I think anyone could be friends with anyone. I have friends that are 30 years older than me. Yeah, but you talk about friendship. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, friends, uh, me, I you're talk talking, to you. You're talking, you're talking dating? I mean, yeah. I think you need to be with someone who's mentally in the same uh, like wavelength as you. And I just feel, generally speaking, maybe some people could break an exception to the rule. Some, yeah. I don't see how much you could actually have in common with someone 20, 30 years older than you. Like, Exactly, because for me, it's just the, the syndrome of uh, having daddy or mommy issues. That's how mm-hmm. I see that. Because when you seek those people who are uh, extremely older than you, to me, it seems like there's an issue that you need to fix with your parents before. Because I I know that you will, it sounds super ageist and maybe I don't care, but you're 25 and you're going to tell me that a 75-year-old is the man that you're seeing to have uh, the rest of his 25 years to live with and finding him attractive, knowing that your interests are not even in the same place. For friendship, I get it. I have friends for all types of ages. You can learn from anybody. But in this kind of concept, yeah, I I, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I am. You're in your early 30s now. Yeah. But I, if an 18-year-old approaches you, 
I mean, the no. reality is how much do you, how much life, I mean, you're, you're in a completely different life stage. You've done way more than any, there's, there's no way that 18 year old has done even half of what you've done in terms of your life. So how, exactly. much, can you, how much, how much of a connection can you build off someone that's that much younger than you, that's in a completely different like that's, state? That, that's the part that I want to understand actually from those who do that. I wanted to understand that. What is the connection, except for uh, the trauma, maybe that uh, there were family issues and all that. Because to me, it's always related to the fact that there was something that happened with your parents to for you to seeking someone who was similar to age or maybe older to build this kind of, I don't know, that you want to build with. That's well, the part that I try to understand. What I can see, like the guys who go for someone significantly younger, because I know guys who do, I'm not going to call out names of people, but um, the guys who I can see who actually do that, they all have more than likely some type of underlining mommy issues. They have nurturing yeah. issues. And yep. it's the idea of they want to be able to form or mold the person. Like they, they don't, they can't conversate necessarily with someone who's on the exact same level as them or the people I, who, are, who are their age are able to, are on like, or they feel intimidated by the people who are already on their own their age, because the, the people yeah. who on who are on, who are their age are at, are at a much probably higher wavelength than them. So it's the idea that I'm I'm able to dominate someone who is who's who's just inexperienced. So yeah, I, I see mommy issues and I see an, a, a wanting to like be in control, just from what I can see. Mommy issues and daddy issues on the both sides, they work the same to me. I see that for both. That's why I'm always like, how? I, I'm i not like, I'm trying to not judge, but I want just to understand the motive beside the mommy and daddy issues because it's something rooted deep. Instead of going, uh, it seems like for them, instead of going to seek a therapy, they go directly to that kind of thing they jump this kind of ship and that's why right now um I, I i think that you noticed that on instagram there's a lot of those uh sugar babies who are just uh, like spending their time on yachts and all that and uh, after that there are crazy stories that i watch on id channel where people well, get murdered well, for money i mean they get used but i mean they sort of know what they're expecting i mean it's clearly like they're used for their bodies and they're gonna some guy yeah. will give them money but i mean that's they're sort of signing up Here's another thing, just to not just to completely not go completely off track. Keep keep this thought going, but like, do we have like we're 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 recording this podcast right now? Do we have yeah. like do we have a set time limit for how long this podcast needs to be, or like this episode, or we can go? Just no, 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 no. This episode can be uh, nah, whatever. But if you want, because that's the last point that I had. I was more talking about like the the the, the sugar. Uh, baby kind of side chick culture uh, that's happening and also it's put it's very much pushed onto the general public i noticed especially on instagram and all that so that was the thing that i was i wanted to talk with you because you're a guy and i need to have like your opinion on that because me as a girl if i say anything they will say i'm jealous of their lifestyle which is not the case i mean i but i also understand i mean they're just reality just the reality is like Whatever an Instagram model sells you, or whatever they're set, they're selling an image, they're selling a brand, yeah. they're selling, they're selling, they're not selling real life, but no, they're selling so fantasy. So, so if you take it, if you take it with a grain of salt, that what's on Instagram is a fantasy, then you know it, it's fine. Like you don't, it's don't. The problem is the people 
they watch something or they see something and they expect it to be reality. So, I mean, if you go with the perception that everything you're seeing on social media is fake, then it's like, let people do what they want. At the end of the day, people got to find a way to make money. This is a career for people. Yourself, yeah. yourself and and that's what the, those brands are paying those people sponsorship for. So, I But mean, I don't want to be shamed for not having this lifestyle. What I mean is just that I noticed that on a lot of those uh, blogs that are also on Instagram and all that, they always push the agenda of how now a woman have to look like. Because now I follow also like black Instagram is similar to black Twitter, where everybody have that fucking weird ass body that is so fake. You know, the, with the big butt and just twerking all day. And just have to say, saying that, oh, body gold, body gold. No, oh, uh, well, get me a Birkin bag. That's a lot of things, man. Like hip hop yeah. had a part in that. A lot of unrealistic beauty standards. People say Kim Kardashian had a part in that, but I mean, I think it was before her. But I mean, I think every every chick on Instagram wants to be Kim Kardashian. So I uh, think no, for that kind of thing, I think that it started off uh, at first, it was like very much ingrained in the minority culture, but because Kim Kardashian is a white woman, she made that mainstream. Even though Jennifer Lopez already had this body, it is natural, at least Jennifer Lopez had a natural body, but Kim Kardashian and her whole family, they made those manufactured bodies like now is almost the, no it's the norm. That if you're a fit or you're slim, you don't have the hourglass shape, you should be ashamed of your body. If you're big and you have a lot of stomach, you should also be ashamed. But now there's also the fat acceptance that's, thing. That's, 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 that's been the preference for a lot of if you, even if you go back like 20 years. I mean, Everybody had been not, 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 not the same level now. It's just more exaggerated. And I think Instagram made it worse. But uh, yeah. I feel like I, I don't. I feel like it was bubbling to this point for like a long time before Instagram ever came out. I think now yeah. the problem is now where people are being sold something that isn't real, and uh, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's changed. I think. I mean, it's also the mindset like, what what's white beauty and black beauty? I feel like, in my opinion, black black culture has now just become. Uh, a lot more mainstream. Very mainstream. I don't want to, I, yeah. I don't think I don't I don't think they should call it separated from black culture to, I feel black culture is now so dominant that that's just mainstream. Yeah. Hip hop itself is now the new rock. Like it's just it's, it's the new pop music. Everybody's singing that and after that they're like, "No, I'm not doing appro appropriation. They have con rolls and they call that braids, which nah, <laughs> I'm not going to get to that." In a way it's a good thing because at least you know like uh when when they when they're uh when they're listening to their music i mean the fact of the matter is they they can't deny the fact that they're this is who they're influenced by so it's i don't think it's always a good thing because what i do is also allowing uh, a lot of those non-black people to drop the n-word because they will feel so comfortable with that. On this. i know we're going off topic here if, it's okay if someone appreciates the culture, like obviously they have to know the the, the fact that they're not black, and you won't, mm -hmm. you can't empathize fully with someone's struggle because you've never walked a day in their shoes, obviously, right? But exactly. do you think that at the very least, like there's there's levels to it. Like if someone has admiration, and they grow up around black friends, that there's a little bit of a 
okay, well, at least I know this person isn't coming from a level of racism. Like, I can have have a little bit of more understanding of the person's context, or I don't know. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's different, because that means that you have been emerging a culture. It's totally different. But the one that is just bothering me, especially with the main street kind of uh, way that they see that, they use that culture to advance themselves. But when black people do their own culture, it's seen, deemed as ghetto. They cannot find jobs because of it. It's just that's the difference that I am just like really annoyed when they are like, why are you making a big deal about that? Because it's important to understand those people, especially uh, African-American, they created those that culture because they didn't have anything else. And now everybody are like jumping on it because it's making the money, but them themselves. White people who are part of black culture should acknowledge the fact that it's black culture. Well, those who are in that, I think that is very, unfortunately we don't hear them enough. They acknowledge that it's black culture. They know it is. Let's take like Eminem. Eminem, I feel like he has a past. Eminem is one of the best rappers of all. Right. I know, no, but so, because he he had he had approached that in a different way because, like you said, he grew up in that culture. Yeah. He also fucked up at the beginning. Trust me, I am a huge fan of Eminem, and I remember that album Infinite. It was shit, and he dropped the N word in that. After that, he was like, "Wait, I am going too far with that shit." But with time, he proved himself without over exaggerating and and also taking. So the difference will be that he uh, embraced the culture without making it a, a caricature of it. Yeah. That's the difference on why he's, he's accepted as a greatest rapper. He proved himself. He writes some crazy out li- lyrics. He's able to rap so fast that you're just like, damn, how is that possible? He, he had proved himself many times. That's why until now, it's very hard for white rapper to get to that point. No, but do you think because, that, like, he has to acknowledge the fact that it's Black culture, or, like, he has to show that he's grateful, or, like... He or, do is think, or do you think that there's a certain point where someone is already, like, they don't need to act like they're a guest? Like, I think hip-hop itself has now become... There's, you can find a rapper in every language, like, reality. I, I think well, that's the problem with hip-hop, especially, and I feel uh, that one, I don't want to just to put all the blames on white people appropriating that, but also I, I put the blame on those black rappers who were like, you know what, it's the cookout, let's invite everybody. And now that everybody is like taking the cookout and now taking the recipe and they're doing that their own, they're mad. So that's the part where I'm just like, yeah, you also have to be accountable. Everybody on all the situations have to be accountable. The black people who had allowed the people from other outside coming in and say that there's no problem for him to do that or this and that and that. We could make like an entire episode just based off this topic. I mean, do you oh, want to? Well, yeah. This, this is a pretty good topic too. Like, do you want to save this for another episode or do you want to like blend it into this episode? I don't know. No, no, we're going to save that for another episode. For this yeah. one, we were more focusing on uh, the yeah. differences in how men and women, there's an inequality, especially I feel like it's always focusing on everything related to sex or sexuality. It seems like men are more allowed to express themselves freely compared to a woman because there's that uh, notion of them being that very precious thing to, pro- to protect at all costs because I don't know. 
can break or something. No, I mean it's and, it, it just it's just how the standard is. I think it's across the world, to be honest with you. But yeah, you know, you don't think so? You don't think like in I, Africa? No, I I agree with what you say, and that's the thing that I feel like is unfortunate because it's very frustrating. And uh, when we look at it and also look back at history, and you know that I'm a big history buff, it's yeah. very frustrating when you see this kind of thing where um, women are always like put on the background or on the side. It's just nothing. You cannot express yourself. And unfortunately, I'm not going to uh, blame that just on the patriarchy because women also contribute on that uh, kind of reaction. To have others saying that, like, oh yeah, put us aside. We could have been like, hell no, don't put me on the, to the side. I'm gonna say my but, shit. Do you think that just another <laughs> part of like, some, that do you think that's a systemic issue that's existed long before? Because like, I mean, if you think about it, like, if you want to go history, mm-hmm. like, it took like when 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 did women actually have the right to vote? Like, what hundred years ago? Like less? Not, like not even hundred. Uh, they know they start to have that like uh, early. Uh, depending of where you're talking about, because if you're talking about the state, it was uh, in uh, late uh, 19th century, so 1844, something like that. that that's relatively not that long ago because the states were yeah. formed in 1776. So it's like you had to go 100 years into your history yeah. before you could even. So I mean, we still have a long way to go. You know what I mean? It's uh, Yeah. And also same thing for anybody rulers. No one were like, hey, hey, why you, we will always choose the firstborn male have to be the one to rule instead of like everybody can rule. And everywhere, like on this planet, it was like, it seems like it was a kind of sort of statical, but I would not say that much for Africa because over there is a little bit different. Uh, the culture, especially in the past, were more matriarchal. So it would be, it would be more responsible to the woman. That's why we had way more queens uh, stories than kings in general so that one is i would say the rest of the world is just like oh yeah male 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 from the beginning but what have made that happen and also how come even though they're like yeah women was a little bit more submissive they were scared and the man was there to protect them well, you can still take that knife and just cut his throat i'm giving I mean, t- but i mean there's, there's been lots of instances of history like middle age history where women were property women were bought and sold women because they allow that situation to happen to me is that simple you go just to middle uh, uh, uh i almost say middle age fuck me yeah <laughs> yeah i almost say middle earth instead of middle age anyhow so you go to middle, you went with uh the 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 middle age go even yeah. older than that older than that we always kind of allow the situation to happen. It's the same thing also when uh, there's like that uh, feminism uh, debate between women of color and white women feminism. Same thing. All of those kind of shit that they are screaming about, oh yeah, patriarchy, you allowed that for centuries. Now it's time just to also be accountable that you have contributed to that shenanigan instead of just putting everything on the men. Now I sound like I am a man advocate. By the way, do you know that this podcast is more listening by guys? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, this is, these are because the thing is, like, you could actually, you'd be surprised because when men listen to these stuff, they want to understand like women's perspective. Point of view. 
So it's because it's cause you're coming from the unknown because people are going to understand what a guy thinks. You can watch a yeah. sports podcast. And if you wouldn't follow sports, you cannot know what the guys are probably going to think. So if when you're listening with a woman and man, that's the good thing about having like a back and forth is mm-hmm. that you're giving people a perspective into something that they might not know. So exactly. it's actually, I'm not surprised that guys would be listening to this more than women. Because these are just, these are topics that people are interested in. But I was just surprised know. though, because most of all uh, the episodes I was talking about is like something related to uh, the, the, the man and female kind of situation and the interaction. But I was giving my perspective. So that's why I was like, I thought that it would be more women listening to it and say that, oh, yeah, I agree. I disagree with what you're saying. But actually, men also are onto it. I was like, oh, okay. Like, way more guys, and especially millennials. Yes, that's our people. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not surprised that guys, because it's, it's, a, it's a curiosity thing. And yeah. You want to see, you want to see a woman's perspective on I like ideas. that. Yeah. I like that. I would just want them to, to just let me know, like, have the questions, because... I feel like I'm, I'm, I would never try to assume and say that, oh, yeah, I'm the voice of all the women because we're all different. Yes, they are crazy as bad shit girls. And others can also think that I am crazy as a woman instead of being like, oh, yeah, we're all the same. We're not super complex. Each of us come with a different manual. <laughs> That's no, how no, it I works. Think it's fair, but I think people want, when they listen to a, a podcast, mm-hmm. you want people, I think the ideal podcast is uh, if you're going to have a back and forth, you're either going to have people, two people that disagree with each other, and then yeah. that argument back and forth is what's entertaining, or two people that can like have really good conversations. Because the yeah. idea is you want the audience to be like entrenched into the conversation and like have an opinion and like feel they can relate. That's why, I mean, whether or not you like Logan Paul or not, when he makes his podcast, he's really engaging. So people are going to keep it in watching to him. Same with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, he asks really good questions. And that's why yeah. people keep coming back and watching his podcast. So even Joe Budden too. Joe Budden, he gives a lot of opinions. So I think people go for him more than the guest. But like he he is engaging. Like he he, he makes topics that people are interested in. So it's yeah. having, it's, it's finding the right chemistry with the right people. And then uh, having something that's considered that's, uh, what do you call it? Consistent that people will actually give you. You have to give people a reason to come back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And me, it seems like the reason for people to coming back is having you on my podcast, actually, because well, I, I every- like I like your episode because it was interesting stuff. Yeah, uh, we we can. I, there's a lot of stuff we can talk about. Because I've been thinking myself, I I didn't get around to forming a podcast because like uh, like I had my own podcast in mind that I was ready. And I had yeah. like certain topics. That, my my biggest issue, honestly, uh, I need to find good guests, and I want guests that are going to be consistent, that are going to give like good. Opinion. Oh yeah. And I want guests. I don't even to... want. I don't want guests that I have guests that I know will I will agree with my view, but mm-hmm. I want I want guests that I know are like going to disagree with me because then it just makes better banter, right? Like that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was invited to another podcast of my friend. It's called Listen to Me. It's really good. Uh, she hosts that with her best friend, Gio. He lives in Ontario. She's here in Alberta. And we were talking about like more on my writing things. And seriously, it was really great because I w- it wasn't feeling like an interview because it was conversations that we had we were having. And I enjoyed that. It was really fun. And I was thinking, 
I need someone to be my kind of co-host to do that with what I have with this podcast. And oh, knowing I, that I, I, want, I want to co-host with you. I don't I think I, I could be a permanent co-host easy. Oh I yeah. Other people. I, I, and plus like it, I realize that every everyone has enough time if you want to do your own thing or I want to do my own thing. But like mm -hmm. having two people makes a good uh, show because you just need to have a good dynamic of people. And it's yeah. like that people because are going to come like for the chemistry. I feel like when you're doing that like all by yourself, it sounds like you're just someone renting against anything because there's nobody to kind of interject and say, hey, actually the way you see that is not right uh, or my opinion is not the same. That's why I like having you on this. We can we go back and forth and all that. I like that because it's a conversation. I don't so I feel like I sound crazy or repeating yeah, myself. Here's a, here's a perspective though. Okay, we start co-hosting this together. And we start bringing mm -hmm. guests on. The thing that I like about you is that you're very opinionated in a in a way that you're like you're gonna give your opinion. So are you? Cool oh yeah. If I find guests that are gonna like disagree with you completely, and then you're like you're basically gonna be having arguments with them. But I mean, like it makes no. for interesting conversations. I would, you know? not, I would not fight them too. I would be able to have like a conversation with them. I agree with that. Uh, if you want, like I said, we can plan all that thing. And uh, what would be better, I can stop this episode because we have talked about everything. And then I'll call you and we get that a little bit more detail. Yeah, we should have a uh, have a permanent like co-host thing. So I mean, because we already do this pretty good, like back yeah. and forth we're going. If we start doing it together, then it's sort of like it's us interviewing the guests. And then we could bring exactly. different. Yeah. And also I was thinking to have uh, my trainer uh, to, uh, also to to be uh, one of the guests at a certain point to talk about like health and workout all the myths that people have about workout because I'm into the fitness the kind of thing right yeah and uh, she has like advanced education about that and also in the same time I want to promote her because she's amazing and also she became my friend over time so of course I wanted to have on my uh, on the podcast interview her and also trying to get like other people that we can actually have on this one and i don't know if you're still cool with the name weird weird millennials because i like that name it's a it's a good no it's a it's a good it's a good nickname that we yeah can, uh, I, I would I just have like the imagery of that yeah no, keep it keep yeah. it it's a, it's a good name it, it works but we also have to find like a frequency that we have to put episode out i do want to ask though like mm -hmm. was did you stop did you take it off uh, spotify or do you no. want to keep the episodes on Spotify? Are they still on Spotify or what? They're still on Spotify. If you follow the podcast, you will be able to uh, listen to it on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts and others. And also, I think Apple. I'm not sure for that one. But there's like six uh, platform of podcasts that where you can listen to it once it's live. Okay, yeah. Because I, I couldn't find this on Spotify. Maybe just because I wasn't searching right. But yeah, send me this. I don't know how quickly it takes to get this uploaded. But like, send me this. Send me this uh, from the link once yep. it's actually finished. Does that work? Yeah, I will actually uh, even share that on Facebook and Instagram to say that it's up anyway. So you yeah, be actually, able to no, no, and it, it comes immediately. Like well, as soon as we finish recording this, it's gonna be mm -hmm. basically uploaded, right? Almost, yeah. It would just take like about five minutes because it's an hour and so that we have been talking. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But like, if we can keep this uh, consistent and make it like we could do it like once a week and then find different people. I have a lot of people in mind that I think would be good for this. 
Yeah. Uh, so it will definitely make for interesting conversation. I mean, if we could dig, we, we just, can, yeah. Like you said, we can do that once a week. We have just to choose which day of the week we do that and what time and yeah. have that structure. So you do, do it like on a Saturday or Sunday. I think Sunday is a pretty good day because you can always catch people and people don't generally have a lot going on on Sundays. Yeah. So we, we hit, we hit it up once a week, Sunday, get a different guest on every day. And then worst case scenario, if we can't find a guest, then we it's have, like, we have enough in- chemistry that we can go back and forth and pretty much talk about anything. So, right. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. We're going to wrap up this episode and I'm going to call you in less than five minutes. So then you can give me a little bit more detail about that situation. Okay. <laughs> that no worries. Yeah. Well, yeah. Get it uploaded. Okay. Hi, man. See you people. Bye.